Hey guys, it's Dawn with the Nash Chat, and I am very excited to talk with Katie Weinberger today from King Bean Coffee. Hi, Katie. Hi, Dawn. Thanks for having me on your <laughs> podcast. Thanks so much for uh, coming on. Uh, we had connected just through social media on Instagram and um, being a fellow South Carolinian and someone who's mm -hmm. lived in Charleston, I guess I just um, found your account that way. And then luckily, we've actually been able to meet in person at the Southern Sea Summit this year. So it was nice to meet you right. in real life, too. Yeah, you as well. Um, <laughs> well, give us a little introduction on yourself, your family, and um, how long you've been in Charleston. So I have been in Charleston for about 15 years now. I'm originally from Milledgeville, Georgia, um, which is the home of Flannery O'Connor. That's kind of the famous um, Milledgeville's claim to fame. And I, uh, my husband lives here. I met him on Hilton Head Island in a coffee shop, believe it or not. And, um, <laughs> well, isn't that just um, so uh, cute and romantic and here you are now? Right, right. So, and we've been married 12 years and we have one child. He's nine years old. Um, so that's, that's where I am right now. And how did you all, um, start a coffee business? I think that's so cool that you actually met at a coffee shop. I did not mm -hmm. know that beforehand. Um, so how did your, um, how did it grow from meeting in the coffee shop to now you have your own coffee business? So, so my husband, Kurt, actually started this coffee business, King Bean, when he was 23 years old. And he um, he's from Hilton Head Island. He was the son of restaurateurs. His parents owned a fine dining restaurant. So he was always in the food and beverage industry. And then when he graduated from high school, he got he joined the Navy um, and got stationed all the way out in Seattle, Washington. So this was in the early 90s when he was stationed out there, and he saw the whole coffee explosion happen out in Seattle. You know, it's the home of Starbucks, and, um, and they were just really progressive. And so when four years later, when he was done with his military service, he came back to South Carolina and was, you know, one of the first people to bring fine coffee um, down to the South. Um, he actually drove across country. He had he brought his parents an espresso machine for their restaurant, and from that he just started roasting his own coffee. Moved to Charleston because we had a you know more advanced culinary scene, more restaurants, and um, and so here we are, twenty five years later. It was twenty five years ago. <laughs> That's your journey. I love how our different experiences and places that we live kind of impact us and give us different um, talents and things that we're interested in. And then we kind of grow upon those. So I think that's really cool that um, yeah, all his experiences uh, led to King Bean Coffee. Mm -hmm, absolutely. What do you think would surprise most people about the process of coffee? I know I took a, a roasting class recently, and I was just blown away by the actual art of coffee making. Mm -hmm. Well, I think there's there's so much people don't know about coffee. I always joke that it's, it's like the rabbit hole in Alice in Wonderland. Like, once you go down it, you're <laughs> like, there's just more discoveries. I mean, even for myself, there's, there's new things that I learn about coffee. Um, but, you know... So we had our, we had my son's third grade class come by for a field trip, and um, we started with the basics with them. This was last week, and 
a lot of adults don't know this either, but you know, coffee is actually a fruit. So it's a, it's a berry that grows on a plant. And then the seed inside is the coffee that we roast and drink. So we call it a coffee. See, bean, I did not know that. Yeah. And see that a lot of people don't, but the actual coffee bean is a seed inside. They call it a coffee cherry is the fruit they call it. Um, so that's, that's just the, the very beginning like that. You're starting to go down the rabbit hole when you just get that information. Um, <laughs> so you can go on and on about coffee. What do you think makes King Bean stand out? What are you all known for best? Well, I think, you know, being in business for 25 years, we have um, just a wealth of experience. I mean, we've done we've done everything. Um, we've learned our lessons the hard way sometimes, you know, it's just, you, you can't, you can't mess around with time and experience. Um, but what I'm really proud of about our company is that we just have a really great, uh, company culture. And I think that that really shines through on, on all our products, um, our company practices, and we're very relationship driven. We have a great customer service. Um, our employees, we, you know, we have a good um, culture for them. So I think that that's really key to having a business is it doesn't have to be just so serious. You can have fun and, um, you know, and just, and nurture relationships with people, whether it's employees or, um, customers. So that's one thing that I, I think that I'm really proud of with our company. Absolutely. I think, you know, so many businesses now, well, and always, I'm sure, but it's even more important now with um, the online world. It's just creating those real life and personal relationships, whether it's, you know, just getting to know someone to get email and offering them great customer service or, um, I don't know, just having those relationships, I think is so key. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had a, um, we had a couple last week that stopped by from Minnesota and they were, they go down to Hilton Head every year and they had our coffee at the French bakery on Hilton Head and they love it. And so they order our coffee online and they were driving through Charleston and they said, can we stop by your roastery? And we said, absolutely. Come on by. Um, and they were just the nicest people. And it's so interesting to me. They're all the way in Minnesota, you know, and they stopped by our, our roastery. So it's fun to meet people like that, too, and see who is on the other end of, you know, we're making it, but we want to see who's who's drinking it and buying it and enjoying it. So, Right. I'm sure that's so rewarding to be able to get to, you know, see your customers in, per in person and hear those stories of they had it in Hilton Head and they live so mm -hmm. far away. I think that's really cool. Yeah, um, yeah. So do you offer tours or is that just kind of like a every once in a while sort of thing? We do it every once in a while. Um, we're probably going to do one this summer. They, they just happened to stop by. So how can we say no? They're from Minnesota, you know, <laughs> and they kind of right. right at, at the right time too. Um, but yeah, we do, um, have people come by. You can come by our warehouse and buy coffee, um, anytime really. Um, okay. and yeah, so it is open to the public in that aspect. And then from throughout the year, we do offer a few public tours here and there. I think one thing I've learned about small businesses is that whether you're creating a product, you're selling a service, there's so many 
balls that you're juggling. Um, mm-hmm. I know that you do King Beans marketing. Um, you've had lots of success. You've been featured in Southern Living with Draper James, the Wall Street Journal, the Today Show. Um, what are some tips you would give to small, other small business owners looking to get their products featured and promoted? Well, you know, I, um, so I have a background before before I joined King Bean, um, you know, it was my husband's business. I worked in magazines. And so I was on the other side of, um, of a publication where instead of like right now I'm pitching magazines, but before that I was one of the editors that was receiving the pitches. So what I learned from, from that is that you want to always make an editor's job very easy. Um, you want to give them you want to give them the story. So if you're familiar with a publication, you know what types of stories they feature. You want to think about how your own business could be a feature in their magazine. Um, I always say, like, know your origin story very well. Um, you know, one another thing I, I think is a good tip is, like, Simon Sinek has the golden circle of um, what, how, and why. Your, why your business exists. Um, you can look that up on, on Google, the golden circle, but that's a really good way to kind of narrow down to a story to tell the media. Um, and yeah, just remembering that you want to make their job as easy as possible. Finding creative story angles is always a, a really, um, you have to really kind of think about it, but it's not always your origin story is one thing, but if you have, there's a certain time of year, think about the products that you offer and how they can fit into that time of year. You know, like now we're coming up on summer. So I'm talking to people about cold coffee versus hot coffee in the winter. Um, and what else? I, I learned a really good tip from, um, from Amy Mills of 17th Street Barbecue, who is also at the Southern Sea. And she said, Oh yeah. Yeah. And her, one of her tips was she always, um, tells people that she is the go-to barbecue girl so it's not like feature me it's like here if you have a question come to me and she she's a resource for people and I thought that that was a really smart way of just building a relationship with um with writers and people in the media it's just let them know that you're always there if they have questions about the industry that you're in they can always count on you to answer those questions for them yeah, those are all great tips. And I think you're so right. If you have to create the right angle, the right pitch, and to know your audience, know what you have to offer. Um, I love that what you said about her, that she's the barbecue lady. And um, right. if you need barbecue stories, you know where to go. Right, exactly. What is your favorite type of coffee? I'm an iced coffee girl. I... <laughs> Do not like just drink a regular cup of coffee. It kind of has to be more of like a special kind of uh, coffee drink to me. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd love to hear what your favorite type is. Well, you know, this is really interesting because I I have this theory. I'm like, coffee is a library of beverages. There's there's no right or wrong way to enjoy coffee. I know some some people may say they're coffee purists and they don't put cream or sugar in their coffee and I have no problem with any of that. I think whatever coffee you like is the best kind of coffee. You know, just like what you like, and that's that's good enough. Um, my 
coffee, I, I am changing quite a bit. Um, I like to explore different types of coffee. And I'm sure that's just because of the nature of the industry I'm in. I have access to a lot of different coffees that I can try all the time. Right. Um, I really do. I enjoy um, naturally processed coffees a lot. And this is another going down the rabbit hole type of um, tidbit. But naturally processed coffees are different from regularly processed coffees because they actually let the cherry, the fruit, um, sunbake into the coffee seed, the coffee bean, for up to four weeks, like just laid out on these patios. And then they're constantly rotating them so that they don't um, get mildew. And they let the sun just bake in all that natural fruitiness into the coffee. So, um, so those are, I really, really like them. They're very jammy and just um have this juicy mouthfeel um we have one in our shop online shop called strawberry fields and it's an ethiopian gadeb um coffee and when you open the bag it's like strawberries just right in your face um that's what it smells like so i love naturally processed coffees i love a cappuccino i love a cappuccino um cold brew um, but really just anything prepared. Well, I, I'm, I like, I, I like all coffees, really. <laughs> There's not one that I can say, oh, that's not for me. Even flavored coffees, you know, I think flavored coffees get a bad rap a lot, but if I'm in the mood for a flavored coffee, um, Southern Pecan is a great one and is also really great ice too. And, you know, just a little bit of flavor and you don't need sugar. Not that you, you can put sugar in if you want it, but the flavor kind of makes up for it for me. So, so yeah, everything. That Give sounds me all really delicious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my family owns a barbecue business. My uncle and um, cousins, they all work there. And sometimes oh, awesome. you know, for, for our family dinners, we often are like, do we have to eat barbecue again? Do you ever feel like you get that way with coffee of like, I've been around it all day. I've smelled it all day. Um, and use something different or are you just that comfortable with it and love it that much that you always could have a cup of coffee? I, I, I'll, I pretty much always can have a cup of coffee so every now and then I'll, um, I'll take a break for a day or two. I also like matcha, um, tea a lot. So, um, occasionally I'll just swap it out in the morning for a matcha tea. So I don't have too much caffeine and have a cup of coffee and a matcha tea, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I really never, never get sick of it. Um, it's funny. We have a lot of barbecue too, because my husband likes to barbecue. So I understand that, that feeling about <laughs> then the answer is no, there's never too much barbecue either. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We had it on our wedding. We have it at, you know, Christmas and holidays and birthday parties. And yes, we're, um, it's usually around, but, um, it's so good. <laughs> Yes, yes. So on your website, what can people, what all is there to order and it's available? So we have um, what I call our core blends that we have all the time, um, 20 strong. This was an anniversary blend that we made, I guess, five years now for our 20th anniversary. And people loved it so much that we decided to keep it full time. It was only going to be a limited offering. Um, but I think if we ever took that away, people would be really mad with us. So that's up there. And we have Sullivan's blend, Capers blend, um, our Colombian, we have our Southern pecan, 
And then we have some coffees that are just seasonal that rotate in um, that we, you know, we buy a, a, um, a limited supply of. Strawberry Fields is up there right now. Um, we try to buy enough to have that year round. Um, I just put, um, just added a really nice um, Rwandan peaberry coffee. And a peaberry is um, when a coffee seed, it's a um, natural mutation of the coffee seed where instead of having two halves to the seed, it's been fused together. And it occurs in 5% of all coffee. So the um, wow. with, so when they're processing coffee, they pull out all the pea berries and they have a little bit of a sweeter profile to them. And then um, they're sold separately. So there's a pea berry coffee up there. Um, and yeah, and so we have high vibe. There's a few different, there's a, I try to have something for everybody, no matter what your palate is, if you like dark roast, light roast, single origin, you, if you want like a, um, a very special co-op coffee, I try to have something for everybody on our website at all times. Well, it sounds like you have such a great variety. My husband's a huge coffee um, person. Uh, we actually have some of yours, uh, the biscuit blend from Cali's right now. Oh, so yeah. he's been enjoying that. Um, but I'm going to take a look at the website and order a couple different flavors that I think you would enjoy. Yeah. Um, what does the process look like? What's an average time frame from getting the coffee bean to it being ready to, to make a cup of coffee? Um, well, so our coffee, we, we don't directly import. We have brokers that we work for, work with that do that for us. And we actually have one in Charleston being a port city. We're lucky to do to have that. Um, so they import all the coffee. It gets delivered to our warehouse and we have a special climate controlled room for the coffee. Um, and when we're ready to roast it, we just take it out of that room roast the coffee we have to after it's roasted you have to let it sit and degas a little bit um it the carbon dioxide naturally releases after it's been roasted so we let the coffee rest and then we bag it up and it's ready for consumption so um really it, it moves pretty quickly once we have it in our warehouse um you know the it's coffee's a crop so there is a growing season every year and depending on the location in the world, there's different growing seasons. Um, so there's timing with that. But luckily, our brokers take care of that part, so we don't have to do that. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Very convenient. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, well, thank you, Katie, so much for sharing all your knowledge about coffee and all the different flavors. And I'm craving a cup of coffee right now. Yeah, um, me too. I I am asking all of my um, guests to share about where they live, some of their favorite mm -hmm. places. Um, Charleston, like I say, is one of our favorite places. My husband went to college in Charleston, and I lived there for a while, too. We always have lots of uh, friends from Nashville who are looking to travel mm -hmm. to Charleston. So what um, are some of your favorite places that you would recommend to visitors? Well, I love the Park Cafe. Um, it's right by Hampton Park, and it's a great little spot for a, a quiet breakfast or um, lunch. And I would like I have meetings there in the mornings a lot just because it's a nice place to get a little bite to eat and a cup of coffee. And then if you want to go walk in the park, it's right there um, for and then for lunch and dinner. I love we love um, 
home team barbecue. So barbecue fans. So we <laughs> love barbecue. barbecue. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, also, the glass onion is a fun little kind of, it's kind of off the beaten path. It's not downtown. It's on um, Savannah Highway, and it's very fam- family friendly, but they have local food. So we eat there quite a bit. Um, another place that I love for food is, um, and it's kind of another secret spot, is Burbage's Grocery. And it's on Broad Street. And it's a little family-owned grocery store. Um, it's been there forever. And though the, the original owner um, passed away a few years ago, and, and a new family bought it, so but it's still family-run. And they have the best, like, gourmet grab-and-go items so it's great to get a little sandwich um and they have our cold brew in there too so just grab and go go cold brew um so those are like my favorite eating places and then as far as like things to do we you know we have the best beaches here so um just going to the beach and then the charleston county park system is wonderful so that i always recommend checking out some of the county parks to people as well we are due for a trip to Charleston, so hopefully we'll get to come there soon and try some yeah. of these places. Uh, lots of new places that I have not been before, so um, oh, yeah. thank you for sharing those. Yes, and well, mine are all family, family. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> I will love a trip with my kids, and I'm hoping to get uh, one just my husband and I, too, so we can um, have a little time away, too. Can you share with us where listeners can find your website, where they can find you on social media and know all the things King Bean Coffee? Absolutely. Um, So we're on Instagram at King Bean Roaster and we're on Facebook, King Bean Coffee Roasters. And our website is um, www.kingbean.com. And I also have, um, for your listeners, I have a 15% off discount code if they want to order. Hey. Um, Nash Chat, one word, is the, um, the code to use, but it'll say 15%. So, um, so if they see a coffee they like, they're welcome to use that code. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Katie, and we look forward to following more along with you. Okay. Thank you so much, John, for having me on your podcast. Thank you. One more along with you.